Kingdom greetings and kingdom blessings to you. Hi, this is Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals, also the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Global Tent Ministries, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Today I have a question. Once I ask you the question, then I will bring some answers that may help you uh, to navigate through this thing called life, okay? Uh, As you know, I'm a person that um, like to give scriptures along with what I give you because as you know, when you're going to church and when you're going to conferences, when you're going to revivals, when someone is preaching nine times out of 10, they have the word, they should have the word of God to bag up what they're saying. Even the prophets, even the teachers, even the apostles, even the pastors. Yes, every, the whole fivefold, we must have the word of God to bag up the words that we give, even if it's in the prophetic. So today I have a question for you. Do you need deliverance? I'm going to give you a second time's up okay now this is what the bible says in romans 3 and 23 for all have sinned and fall short to the glory of god okay so that means we all in need for some type of deliverance nobody is above uh being delivered being set free or being um refrain from certain things that they may be attached to, if you will, or uh, used to doing. There's something on the inside of all of us that need to be, uh, that we need to be free from, okay? Uh, All of us have need of deliverance from time to time, okay? There is no exceptions. As we grow in the Lord and our in our discernment, as we know, uh, we can begin to understand when we need spiritual victory in certain areas in our lives. Okay. All of us, not some, but all you have some that, you know, they beat others up and say, you're going to hell because you're sinning for this. You're going to hell because of that. You're going to hell because of this and you're going to hell. But they left out the part where they, where he said he hate a liar. Deception was of the was of Satan, and you got people that tell lies, that gossip, that um, that so discord within uh, between other people, and even in ministries. So what about those things? So it's those little bitty things that we think that we are free from everything, and everybody else is hell bound, and we are just heaven free. I know I'm going to heaven because I'm dotting all the I's and I'm crossing all the T's. Well, Romans 3 and 23 said we all have sinned. So if you're saying that you are not a sinner or you've never sinned, you just lied. Okay. I didn't say it. That that's, that's simply the word of God. Romans 3 and 23 said, I didn't say it. The word of God said, we all have sinned, not giving you permission to do things intentionally because there is a such thing like Paul said, I die daily, which meaning you must repent daily. Sometimes you can have the wrong thought. 
the wrong thought about yourself or someone. We always think that we got to think wrong of somebody or talk bad about somebody. No, you may be thinking wrong about yourself. You may be speaking bad about yourself. You may have self-esteem issues. You may, you know, it, it, it may be something that you're not happy about yourself. So you always talk about that, that part of you. And if somebody say you're beautiful, you're like, oh, really? I got this spot on my face. Or if they say, oh, your hair is pretty. Well, you know, I got a little piece of hair missing and I'm trying to grow that hair back or if they say oh your outfit is gorgeous child you know I didn't pay that much for you know for this I you know you always talking down on yourself don't you know that's not good either don't you know that that's a part of you instead of you talking about others you're talking about yourself okay so what are you feeding yourself deliverance is an ongoing process I tell believers this all the time. Deliverance is an ongoing process. It is a gift to us from God to keep us from being tormented by the enemy and living in our own cycles of bondage. That's why deliverance is important. That's why um, you have people like myself. I am a deliverance leader. And too many, you know, I do have people, a lot of people that follow me and I have a lot of people that fall off because they say, you know, she's a little too rough or she this, that, and the other. No, I I operate in love. But at the same time, when I see that an enemy is uh, trying to overshadow you, overpower you, then I rise up too in my authority and in in my anointing and say, no, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. Not only do I destroy that serpent, but I destroy the eggs of that serpent. No, they will not even hatch. As a matter of fact, whatever eggs they lay will be destroyed. We will not have that any type of spirit of sorcery, divination, witchcraft, uh uh-huh, Ouija board, anything that's connected to that spirit, we send it back to his dry place. And that's my job as a deliverance leader to speak to to those things, not to the person. Because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But again, spiritual wickednesses in high places. These things that we're fighting, they're in high places. Okay? And uh, and if you ever read the book, The Pigs in the Parlor, I don't know if some of you know about it. Uh, I believe it's Frank and Ida Hammond that wrote this book. I love that book. I love studying out of that book. You know why? It helps me to identify things within myself. And then it helps me to identify things in others. Did you hear what I said first? Myself. Because a lot of us, we see things in everybody else, but we don't see the things that we're dealing with within ourselves. Excuse me. If I, if my mind served me correctly, it was Michael Jackson said that I look at the man in the mirror. You know, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, which meaning I'm not looking at everybody else. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I am no longer the same. No, I am made free and whole. Okay. These are some, some spirits that some people need to be delivered from. And there are seven. I'm going to read seven so far. That's not all I'm going to give. But I'm going to give you seven right now. We're going to move forward. And number one is emotional problems. A lot of people are literally, they're so emotional. Every little thing you do, they question every little thing you do. And then they get upset about it and they pout and they, oh, I quit. I don't want to have anything to do. I'm done. I'm sick. I'm tired. And I'm tired of people. I'm tired of myself. I'm tired of looking at me. I'm tired of looking at you. And, and they get all in this array and they start talking and they just start talking and they, you know, 
all out of just out of emotions. And then they come to themselves and they feel bad because of the choice they made out of their emotions. And this thing goes on and on and on because nobody is correcting and say, hey, hold up. You got an emotional problem that you need to be delivered from. And if you don't be delivered from that spirit, it's going to destroy you. But instead, sometimes, and I'm, I'm guilty, excuse me. I am guilty of that, of sometimes pampering people that need to be rebuked. Oh, you good. No, you're not good. You need some deliverance in that area. Because you're thinking that everybody is after you. Nobody is after you. What do you have so bad that, that, that the people want? But I will tell you what you have so bad that the enemy wants. He wants your anointing. He wants the power. He wants the authority that you have. Because he was stripped of all of that. So he wants that. He wants you to stay emotional. He wants you to be like flip-flops that people wear on their feet that plop, plop, plop. You ever heard people wear flip-flops? I used to joke and play with my grandkids and walk through the house and, and make that sound. Plop, 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 plop. And that's how some people are. One day they're good, the next day they're bad. One day they're up, one day they're down. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. You never know who you're going to meet the next day. You go to bed, they, hey, good night. See you in the morning. You wake up in the morning, they're a different person. What is it? What do you want? I don't have time for that. They so flip-flop to where you don't even, sometimes you don't even know if you want to open your door, wake up in the morning, open your door to even see them. You might want them to go ahead and get what they need to get their self going. Maybe it's a cup of coffee or maybe whatever, a donut or whatever that they got to have to get their day going because they got so many emotional problems that they're dealing with. It may have been even some death. Maybe they're dealing with death and I know all too well. When I dealt with emotional problems really, really bad, most of the time, you know, back then I would isolate. I would isolate. I would just get back and, you know, get in this dark room and shut down. I know it's not good, but that's what I did. Cause I didn't want what I had to rub off on anybody else. I didn't want anybody else to feel what I was feeling because I'm feeling bad. I'm going to make you feel bad too. Because I'm having a bad day, you're going to feel it too. I'm not doing it intentionally, but guess what? You're still going to feel it because this is what I'm feeling. I'm all emotional. I'm all over the place. And so you got these people that operate in the different emotions and they need to be delivered from it. Okay, emotions is something that God gave us to be able to react to, you know, things that we that we see and do and feel. But at the same time, he don't want us to operate in those emotions because those emotions come and go just like feelings. Okay, number two, mental problems. You have a lot of people. That's why I say to a lot of leaders, they'll call people up, they'll prophesy to them, they'll tell them this, dot, 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 dot. Did God show you that this person is battling in the, mentally? You need to pray for that demon that's holding them hostage. That, uh-huh, you need to call out whatever spirit that is holding them hostage. And you keep, every time you see them, if God, if God uh, 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 tell you to do so, you go and you call that spirit out. Strongholds, bind that spirit of Leviathan. I bind that whatever spirit that you're seeing in that person. Because it's not that person, it's that thing that's holding them hostage. You don't want to let them go. I remember the movie called The Conjuring. I love movies like The Conjuring, The Exorcist, and movies like that. Because that's why I'm, I'm a deliverance minister. So I like to look at things like that. And it 
it brings clarity on people that have been bound by certain spirits and people are telling them you could be free if you want to well you really don't understand that they're crying out and the reason why I know that because I was one of those persons that was battling with depression so so bad during the time I was didn't even know I was pregnant with my son and I was walking through the house and I was screaming and crying and talking to myself and people downstairs would hit the floor and all this kind of stuff and, and it got to the point to where uh, those voices, I could hear voices that sounded like a bunch of, of radios, different radio stations playing all at the same time. So if you've never dealt with deliverance, it's easy for you to tell somebody. Uh, you can come out of that if you want to. No, they probably want to, but don't know how, or they really fighting, but they, they, they've been so suppressed by those demons for so long. So it's going to take somebody to be um, to be patient with them and to keep praying and praying and covering and covering and showing up until those demons get free. It's just like, I admire a lot of the, what the Catholics do because the Catholics are the only, uh, uh, ministries that I, that I see a lot of times when you look at TV, a lot of times they're the ones that's always doing exorcism. Well, church people don't have time. They pray for you, you know, sling you on the floor and you're done. They, you get up, they beat you up the next time because you're not free from it. They don't know. You got demons that need to be dealt with. And so when you start talking about certain demons around people or you start teaching about that, that demon don't want that person to get free. So that demon will keep them from either showing up the next time or it'll, it'll, it'll keep them busy, keep their mind on something else or keep them doing something else so they won't get their freedom. But deliverance is a process. It don't happen overnight. It's a process to anything. When you cooking chicken, you don't just wash your chicken off let your chicken soak wash it off real good put it in a, a frying pan let it sit for two or three minutes unless you like raw chicken it's a process you you keep flipping if you're anything like me i like my chicken crispy i when i used to eat meat you know i used to like my chicken very crispy and you know i'm talking about really crispy i like all that softness and that would make me gag i didn't like all that i didn't like to see red on no meat you got some people like they meat half half done rare whatever you call it they like that that was never me Okay, so you got people that they come to church and they start to get their freedom and then something distract them and they move, they move around. They think they free because they feeling a little good in their spirit. They got a little, you know, they got a little shouts and they got a lot of, a little bit of shout out and coming in on Hondas. They got a little bit of that. And so, um, they, they feel like they got it and the enemy fools them into thinking, Hey, you, you free now move. Get from up under them because the enemy never wants you to get your full freedom. He never wants the thing to be identified because he know the minute that it's identified that uh, you are free from it. So what he do, he causes you to be up and down, wishy-washy in your spirit. So that thing become boring to you. You don't want to sit down and get taught. You just want to have church. You just want people to sing you happy. You want people to preach you happy, but you're still dealing with those demons that are hidden that don't want to let you go. And you keep fighting with them. And you think it's normal for you to have, uh, for you to be like Sybil. That you got five or six different personalities. You think that that's, that's cute. But it's tacky. Because the enemy is literally making you look ugly. By having all those different spirits. You know what I'm saying? He's making you look a certain way. And you thinking it's okay. That's the normal. This is who I am. And you accept me for who I am. Well who I am has got some demons. So you need to rid that. You need to. You know when you start seeing it. When I see stuff within myself. Sorry. When I see things within myself and I know that it's not of God, I call it out. Or I speak it out. You know, I used to tell my mate, I used to say, you know, 
I deal with this, this, and the other, and I want to be free from that. I will say it out loud because I don't want to deal with that. That's not a part of who I am. That's not who, when God placed me in my mother's womb, he didn't place that in me. He didn't place none of that in me. But when I when I got exposed to the world, like when, when I came out of my mom's womb, a lot of attacks came on my life from childhood through, through my adolescent stages. So the enemy knew who I was. So he started attacking me right away, like right away, like right away, like when I was in diapers. He started right away being, uh, to attack me, you know? And so we, people don't understand how that, how that can inflict you and you can think you're free and you're really bound. Okay. Number three is speech problems. Excuse me. You have a lot of people that deal with speech problems. You know how they have this, uh, I they call it a lisp where they, they talk with their, it's like they can't lift their tongue or their tongue is heavy or whatever. You got some people that stutter when they talk. You got some people that stutter when they tell lies. They repeat their words like three times. Uh, 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 that, 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 that. You got some people that, like Moses, Moses had a stutter. He had a, but God still used Moses. He had a, he had speech problems, but he told Moses, who gave you that tongue? Who gave you your mouth? I gave you that. So don't be, don't tell me what you can't do because you stuttering because it's because God could use you. I recall my bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes, when he said that uh, his teacher told him that he would never be a speaker because he couldn't talk. He couldn't speak right because he had he was tie-tongued. He was had a lisp. He couldn't speak right. But can I tell you, he's, you know, man, when I tell you that that man is doing amazing, uh, awesome man of God. I mean, got plenty books, got plenty movies, got a huge ministry that I am a part of that's been there since, you know, I left and came back. I was there, uh, before I left, I was there for, with him for nine years. I sung in the mass choir, uh, for seven of those years. And then I, uh, worked in the uh, rehabs ministry. And so it's other things that I've operated in there, but it don't have anything to do with the church. It has something to do with the spirit that's, that, that's in that ministry. And so he, when he started ministering to the women, uh, women that are loose, my deliverance and things came from that particular ministry. And they were saying that he would never be able to speak. No, he had deliverance in him and the enemy knew that. So the first thing he did was to attack his, his speech, but he didn't stop him because he, as you know, and see, he's up in age and he's still speaking the word. So the enemy will use things, little bitty things sometimes to try to, to, to uh, keep you held hostage in your spirit and in your mind. Uh huh. Sexual problems. You got a lot of people that's battling with sexual demons. Maybe they was molested as a child, like myself, molested as a child. Some people, me being a woman, some people were molested by women. As a little bitty girl growing up, they was molested by. I know some girls that was molested by women growing up, and then they couldn't identify. They they got confused of their sexuality, and so they start liking girls. And then you got other people rebuking them and telling them, you know, it's, you're going to hell because of this, you're going to hell because of that. Instead of getting to the root and find out how did you get that way, what made you feel that you this is what you needed, you'll find out they were molested almost their whole life until they got up in age, and now they. They mixed up. You got boys that was molested 
young boys that was molested by their own daddy that was touched by their own daddy and they too ashamed to talk about it or molested by their own brother or their own uncles or whatever and they too ashamed to talk about it so you know uh, now they may be married to a woman but they're confused but they still kind of got a little attraction for men and, and you can see that spirit on them they got that little feminine spirit that little feminine way that they have and you could tell and they try to hide it because they don't want you to judge them and then you got some they come on out the closet and they just do what they do and they don't care about you judging them for being gay because some of them have been touched in areas that they should have as a child been molested by men and so now they they mixed up in their sexuality so you got some that just turned out all the way and you got some that's married to women but they're still confused and they still attracted to to gay men and they still like the gay men's attention because they it's in them i've heard a man say some man say my skin is beautiful okay he had to know that that man was gay for the man to tell him that he had beautiful skin Okay, but instead he soaked that up and he smiled about it. You know why? Because it was something in him that was attracted to that type of spirit. Okay, and so if you don't get free from that, you will carry that in a in every relationship that you get in, and you got some men that are jealous of their wives, that are very competitive with their wives because they have a feminine spirit. See, women, a lot of women are very competitive with each other. And so you got men that have women's spirits and they very competitive with their wives or with their friend girls or whatever. And you got some females the same way. And so if you don't get free from that, that spirit is going to haunt you. And it's going to be hard for anybody to deal with that until we get our freedom. And can't nobody say you're going to hell for anything. Okay, only God can judge that part. Yes, we can say you better give your life to the Lord. Or da, 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 da. Read the scripture and give you the scripture. But I believe, I am a soul believer that if we sit down long enough, and teach on some things and start getting into the root of some things, a lot of people will get freedom. Those that want freedom. Some people want to continue to hide. Some people are ashamed to come out. Some people are afraid that you would judge them. Some people are afraid that if they come out and tell you that they got emotional problems, that they got mental issues, that you would judge them, that they got sexual problems, that they very lustful, they very, they so lustful to where they'll do anything to get attention. Do anything. They can get attention from a child. It makes their day. They very sneaky. It, it, it turns into all of that. You know why? Because that spirit, that sexual demon have not been dealt with. It have not been dealt with. And so what, what they do is, if they, when they become married, that spirit climbs in the bed with that person. And that person began to pick up all of that. If you're anything like myself, when God freed me from, from the spirit that I was, you know, when I was molested, when I was raped, and when I went through all the things that I went through, when God freed me from that, and when I started linking up with certain people in marriage, for some reason, if they touched me the wrong way or if they, uh, you know, if we dealt with each other intimately, I would feel, I'll pick up things that they were doing. Even if they had been into pornography, I would never even say anything, but it would make me sad in my spirit because I knew. And at that time, back then, I didn't know how to pray. 
And I did have one person to tell me that they was battling. Okay. But back then I didn't know how to pray back then because I was on, I was in a religious, um, setting. And the only thing that we, that we was taught at that time, did you even get right or go to hell As, until I started, uh, God started dealing with me and to, in deliverance to start training and equipping me. See, a lot of things people are training to quit, but God himself, I, I learned firsthand through God and him telling me, you need to get this, you need to get that. Or some people that I may have been introduced to, and I see that they are operating in deliverance and they got little things that they dealing with or they working on and God say, you need to get that, you need to get that and you need to study. And you need to see where you need to be free from so you can help free others. And that's how God dealt with Rhonda. That's why I'm so adamant about seeing people get delivered. And sometimes I get false responsibilities. People that pretend like they want and they're on an assignment from the enemy to just really be a watchdog. They're just really coming to just see. They're not coming to do whatever. But that's between them and God. Because before long, I always tell people, if you are evil and if you're coming or if you're around any leader for the wrong reasons, the God will allow that raven to pluck out your eyes. And people don't understand and realize that. And, and it's, it's nothing that I do. But if you look at when, when Jesus was on the cross and those two thieves on the side of him, and you had one that asked him that he wanted to be with him in paradise, just remember him. Then you had the other other one that was talking foolishly that was on side of him his eyes got plucked out Jesus didn't tell the raven to do that the raven did it because he spoke against him so on that on that note you have to be careful when you allow people in your life just as because some people come in your life just to be a spy for whatever reason they've been they come in there to spy they're not coming there to be helped they're not coming there to 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 be a help they're coming to spy and to nitpick everything okay now, the spirit of addictions, you got different people that are addicted to different things, drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, all types of things that people are addicted to. You might say, well, you're going to hell because you, you know, you're fornicating or you're going to hell because you committed adultery. Okay. But the Bible talked about gambling as well. The Bible talks about other things. Okay. Even though what we, what we drink and what we smoke, they said, you know what, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but it was, it's what comes out of him. But also you got to know that you're defiling your temple because your temple, that your body belongs to God. Okay, so you got a lot of people that's addicted. They can't do without drinking. They can't do without smoking. They can't do without uh, sex. You know, you got some people, they're so addicted to sex to where if they with somebody, if they find that that person is really not attracted to them, they will go and get some help from a, a palm reader, a soothsayer, and they will get things to, I've, I've heard people say this, I lie to you not, I've heard people say this, that they went and got some things and they rubbed it on that person's body. They told that the whoever gave it to them told them to put it over that person's body and they will fall in love with them. I had a man in my life years ago that got mad at me because I broke up with him and he he told me, he said, you know what? I'm going to take your picture. I'm going to take your picture to, um, to, uh, Louisiana and I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to put dust over it and throw it in the river and I'm going to watch you die slowly. He used to say things like that. Or he used to say, I got some oil and I never knew what the oil was for. I thought, you know, because he was a person that always, that was very romantic or what have you. He said later on, he said that oil was from, uh, this lady that told him if he wanted to keep me to use oil, use that particular oil on me and I would never go anywhere. Well, she, you know, she lied because I ended up leaving him, you know, 
Uh, did I go through some stuff? Oh, most definitely. And I, I almost lost my life for real. And so I've dealt, I've been with people in my past that was dabbling into stuff like that, you know, uh, was married to a man that his sister, he, him and his sister was working together on me and not even knowing it. My daddy knew it, but I didn't know it. Cause my daddy, he had a king eye and a sense when it came to witches and warlocks. It's like, he would tell you, Oh, that person is dabbling into witchcraft. Stay away from them. And so when he said that, I didn't believe him. Cause I'm like, daddy, I always saying that about everybody, but come to find out they were really dealing with it. Okay. And the reason being, when he said, when my ex-husband said, you know, um, my sister, I agree with her putting something on you because that's the only way I could keep you. I feel like that you would never leave me if I did it the way she told me to do it. And so, but I didn't mean for it to kill you because I had got real sick and he had, it started to bother him that I was almost, I mean, I was almost out of here and he knew it. So he confessed to me and he said that he agreed to with his sister to put witchcraft on me. And so, uh, people don't realize that stuff do exist. People are dabbling even more in it now than they ever have. People are now turning over you see I, I look on Facebook and you see people that's in church that they're going and they don't understand they think it's innocent and they're going in and they say what what is my what is my uh, color and then the thing will read them that color and what am I going to be doing they don't realize that they're dabbling into something else other than God because you should never that's just like going to a palm reader but they doing it like it's something play and 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 facebook have literally made that to where people can go on there and and what animal are you and then you go on there and you put that in there or you say what is my color and how much money am i gonna have that's still dabbling into arts dark arts and they don't realize and i've said it before and you got some they think it's innocent there's nothing wrong with it you can do that you know this that and other but that's still tapping into another source other than god Okay, if it's something that you want to know about yourself, God will tell you what spirit you have. If you just seek him, he'll tell you what spirit you have. Okay, next, number six, physical infirmities. A lot of people are dealing with physical infirmities. They may deal with diabetes, high blood pressure, sickle cell, lupus, um, just whatever, uh, bone problems. Uh, just different things. Don't you know God can heal? He can deliver. He can set free. He can make whole. I know it. And a lot of things is in what we eat. A lot of things that we put in our mouth that we shouldn't, that causes us to be sick. Because right now, I feel like in this day and time that a lot of us should not be doing a lot of out eating because of the sickness and stuff that's going around. Uh, I've changed my diet a whole lot. And when I, even if I say, okay, I'm going to cheat a little and I'm going to eat what everybody's eating because we have a special event. And when I do that, I can feel it because my body literally like it just want to shut down. It's because my body is saying, no, I don't want that because that's not good. That's poison for you. I want you to, because this is a temple and I want you to take care of this temple. So we have to be careful of things that we put in our mouth. A lot of people are diabetics because of what they're eating and, and they can, they don't know that they can reverse a lot of that if they eat more vegetables and get away from all that 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 uh that stuff that bread and all that stuff that bring up carbs and all that they don't realize that you know you got some people that's not diabetic at all and they eat all the above they eat everything and they still not diabetics okay but just heads you know heads up some things we need to know to do better in when it comes to our health okay religious error okay religious error uh, to me is when, when someone, um, 
when someone that's in, say for instance, if you go to someone's church and they are constantly um, beating you over the head with the Bible and telling you, you know, they're not walking it out and letting you see their actions or letting you see that, hey, God did it for me. He can do it for you. No, they delivered. They're going to beat you over the head with the Bible and tell you you're going to hell for something that that God forgave them for. Okay. You do want to train and, and equip and teach, but you also want to bring your testimony and let people know, hey, this is how I got out. We were one by what? The the word of the blood of the lamb and by the words of our what? Testimony. Got a little tongue tied because he didn't want that out. When these problems begin to surface in our lives, we uh we tend to feel as if we are not successful. And that's not true. We may feel depressed, rejected, separated from God, and so on and so forth, okay? This is what the enemy wants, okay? But we do know when Jesus left, he said he would leave us a comforter. He left us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. I talked about that. We t- I talked about this before about the Holy Spirit, and uh, I'm going to teach again on the Holy Spirit real soon, okay? Um uh, I want to share this with you because it's vitally important, okay? You may need deliverance if it's based on more than, you know, uh, you know how some people say, I, I mentioned this before, they'll say things like, I've been this way all my life, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ever change. No, that's not true. That is not true. Anybody could change if they want to change, okay? Uh, I want to encourage you. I'm going to give you some, some prayers. I want you to listen to this very careful. I want you to take this list down. I know it's a lot. You can go back and listen to it. You don't have to write it down, but I just want you to listen to this, okay? Because the enemy do not want you to be free. He wants you to be weighed down with guilt, okay? But the Lord wants us free, okay? And you got to back your word up, back your word, back God's, your word up with the word of God. If you saying something, you bring the word of God because the enemy is not afraid of your words. He's only afraid of God's words, not yours. Okay. Number one, you were conceived in adultery. This is if you, okay. I just want to tell you, this is if you're in need of deliverance and we all are, we all have, and we all are, and we all will always be in need of deliverance. Okay. Now I'm going to share some things with you on the reason why you may need deliverance, okay? Number one is if you were conceived in adultery or fornication, this can open the door for the spirit of lust, okay? If you were conceived in adultery or fornication, this can open up the door for the spirit of lust to enter into your life. We're always saying, um, you got this from this, you got this from that. And two, how were you conceived, Okay? We'll talk about that another time too. Number two, your parents uh, contemplated an abortion. This can open the door for spirits of rejection, death, and fear. If they was, if you was, if your mama, you know, if your mom was pregnant with you and she was talking about abortions all the time, that can open up the spirit of rejection in your life and death and fear. Okay. Number three, you were given up for an adoption. This can open the door for spirits of rejection, abandonment, and fear of abandonment, okay? Number four, you were abandoned by one or more parent. This can open the door for spirits of abandonment and fear of abandonment, okay? You got some kids, they are afraid when, 
you know, if the parent decides to get married to somebody other than their father, they're afraid that they're going to be abandoned because it's somewhere down the line that have already happened. Okay. You, you were, say for instance, you were an, or, an orphan. This can open the door for the spirits of rejection and abandonment. Okay. That was number five. Number six, you were abused as a child. This can open the door for spirits of rejection, fear, and hurt. Number seven, you were raped or molested. This can open the door for spirits of lust, shame, and hurt. That was me. Number eight, your mother had a difficult pregnancy. This can open the door for spirits of fear that enter through trauma. Okay? And I had difficulty having given birth to my last two children, mainly my son. I almost died and my son almost died while I was giving birth. It was a lady came up out of nowhere and asked my father, can I pray for her? And he said, yes. And it took her to come in there and pray for me. And that's when I went and had my son. Number nine, your mother had a long and hard labor. This can open the door for spirits of fear and enter through trauma. Okay. Number 10, you almost died during the first few years of life. This can open the door for spirits of death and premature death. Okay. Number 11, you had an imaginary playmates and we all have had those at one point. Well, I know I did. Um, my sister had a little bit more. One of my sisters, she always had playmates. You see people talking to themselves and playing, you know, playing and talking like they're talking to somebody. This can open the door of spirits of rejection and loneliness. Okay. I'm going to repeat that again. Number 11. If you had imaginary playmates as a child, or if you see kids that have imaginary playmates, that can open doors for spirits of rejection and loneliness. Okay. Number 12. You have been chronically ill basically your whole life. That can open up the door of spirits of infirmity and even death. Okay. 13. You have suffered from handicaps from childhood. That can open doors for spirits of rejection, shame, and fear. 14. You were exposed to pornography early in life. This can open up the door to the spirits of lust and perversion. Number 15. You saw something traumatic such as murder or fatal accident. Uh, this can open the door of spirits of fear and death. 16. You grew up in a war zone. That was me. This can open the door of spirits of fear and death. When I grew up, that's all my brothers did was fight blood everywhere. That's all they did was fight. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about as they got older. When they got older, teenagers and some was grown. That's all they would do was fight. 17. You have been ridiculed all your life. This can open the door for spirits of rejection, fear of rejection, and self-rejection. Number 18, you ran away from home early in life. Uh-huh. This can open the door for spirits of rejection and rebellion. That was me. I left home when I was 15. I got, I got pregnant with my child when I was 14. I left home when I was 15. Okay. I didn't run away from home. I moved into my own place. Okay. 
Number 18, you ran away. Okay, that was it. 18, you ran away early. This can open up the door for spirits of rejection and rebellion. I'm sorry. Number 18, you have been chronically depressed. This can open the door for spirits of depression, rejection, sadness, and loneliness. Okay? When you got people that's dealing with chronically being depressed or dealing with depression, they deal with those spirits of rejection. Feel like somebody's always rejecting them or treating them bad. Or they always sad. Or they always feeling lonely. Okay? That's why I say we got to understand what people are dealing with even now. A lot of people are dealing with that spirit. Okay? Number 20. You have been diagnosed with, uh, with schizophrenic and uh, they put you on some type of depressants. This can open up the door of spirits of rejection, rebellion, and a root of bitterness can cause you to be very bitter. Number 21, we're getting close to closing this down. 21, you have had learning disabilities. This can open the door for spirits of rejection and fear. Okay. 22, you have been incarcerated. This can open the door of spirits of rejection, shame, and depression. Okay. 23, your parents or parent may have been an alcoholic. This can open the door of spirits of rejection and shame. Okay. Last but not least, your parents went through a divorce or separation. This can open the door of spirits of rejection and shame. Okay. I'm going to go a little further. 25. Your parents argued and fought in the house. This can open the door to spirits of confusion and fear. Okay. 26. You are angry or bitter with your parents, brothers or sisters. This can open up the door of spirits of anger and bitterness. 27. You were exposed to drugs at an early age. This can open the door to spirits of rebellion and witchcraft. 28. Let me bag up. 27. As a young girl, when I moved from my parents' house and I moved in, uh, with my children's father and, he, and back then I only had one child with him. Okay. I moved in the home with his parents. Well, um, a few of the family members in that house used to do drugs. Okay. And I believe one of the family members was hoping and praying that I would ask to try it because she always, she would always call me to come and, uh, tighten up the belt on her arm while she would shoot drugs. And I knew that was in her mind. For some reason, even as a young girl, I kind of felt that she was hoping that I said, can I try it? But I never, I never did. I never did ask her anything like that. I'm sorry. I never asked her anything like that. And I already knew the spirit led me to, to, to know that that's what she was trying. That's what she was aiming at. Okay. Um, 28, this is my last one. You are homosexual or lesbian, or you were introduced to these lifestyles. This can open up the door to spirits of lust and perversion. That's my last one. Okay. Um, we have to know and understand the, the, the things that we are fighting, because if not, if you don't know what you're fighting, you will fight, you will be hitting and missing because you would think that you're, it's almost like when people say, you're just a liar. You're just a liar. You da, la, 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 No, the head demon to a liar is a deceiver. And the deceiver, that's who Satan is. And you got to call a duck a duck. Okay. And yes, sometimes it make people mad when you, when you call things out, but it's okay. 
Okay, but you have to do it in the right spirit. You got to make sure you're not in the wrong spirit, that you're not being angry. You're just spewing out things. Okay, so I pray that today have helped you, uh, that it was a blessing to you. I know when I was um, going through my studies and trying to get an understanding on deliverance, I know that it helped me so much to know and understand what is God saying to me, to Rhonda? What is it that Rhonda need to be free from? And once I identify the things in me, then I, I, I know for sure that I'm qualified and able and anointed and appointed to do, to help someone else. Okay. So today, again, my topic was, do you need deliverance? Okay. And that's, that's not nothing to point fingers at anyone. Like the Bible said in Romans 3 and 23, for we all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. But it doesn't excuse us to continue to sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Okay. May God bless you, forever keep you, is my prayer. Again, this is Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals. Also, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Global Tent Ministries, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Let us get that freedom so we can walk, walk with our heads up high and not allow the enemy to shame us any longer. May God bless you.